When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 2024 is going to be a monster year in politics. We want to keep you up to date on all things election, but you've got lives, families, jobs, and you can't always listen every day to the show. That's why we've created a podcast called 24 that gives a recap of our election coverage from the week. Think of it like a highlight reel, a breakdown of all the plays, analysis, and team interviews. 24 will drop at noon Eastern on Sundays in our podcast feed. You can find it on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Wednesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off right now. We are stacked with stories and with some big guests today. little roadmap of all things Clay and Buck. On February 7th, 2024, I can't believe how the time is flying already in this year. Uh, we have, in the second hour of the program, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. He's going to join us. We'll ask him about Israel aid package stuff, the Mayorkas impeachment. <laughs> I love our team wrote setback here where we're looking at, eh, I think we can say debacle. I think we can yeah. say debacle. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Um and also National Girls and Women in Sports Day, which I'm finding out is today. Uh, we also at 2 o'clock have Senator Rand Paul on the uh, Intel whistleblower allegations over COVID origins. We'll talk to Rand about some other stuff. Maybe he'll even give us a Super Bowl pick. Um, so that's all coming your way. A uh, few other things on the horizon here on the agenda. Um, the DOJ report on Biden classified been reported no criminal charge that's we knew it's a confirmation of what we already expected but there'll be more details in that one uh clay i think if you if we have time for this one i thought this story is fascinating it's making the rounds on social media that at 53 different illinois schools did you see this not a single student can do math at grade level yeah it's sad over, it's really over, sad. over 50 schools 
Yeah. Uh, this is this is a there is a learning crisis or a lack of learning crisis in America. It needs to be addressed. So we'll maybe get into that in a little bit. But first up here. Republicans never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. They failed to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas in the House of Representatives over the border crisis, effectively over dereliction of duty, really. 214 to 216, that was the final tally. So we'll speak to the speaker, Mike Johnson, over this. We've got the guy that we should be able to get the most insight from on it. Um, they were, they were going for this one. I mean, Clay, here's, here's for me the, the issue. Republicans are winning on the border right now. Yes. Everybody knows this. They, the, the Senate bipartisan, uh, catastrophe, the bipartisan dumpster fire, uh, did not, is not going anywhere. It's dead on arrival as everybody now knows. So the Biden administration is watching as the numbers continue. I think now they're saying, a million illegals have crossed in the fiscal year, which started in October already. So we're going to be at, a, at an 8 million number for Biden's Election Day 2024, right? We're going to be at 8 million. This is a huge, huge problem for them because the public's mind has finally been set on this issue in a meaningful way. But here Republicans are managing to step on a rake, managing to belly flop in the pool, uh, and it shows that there's a... Lack of execution, a lack of follow through when they're even trying to do things that are, um, about the messaging. I know that we're not going to be thinking about this in a few days, but how do they mess this one up? <sighs> that, that sigh is just, I mean, I hope you could hear the sigh when I saw this story. So first of all, and I've said this on the show, I don't understand why you impeach a cabinet official when the cabinet official is following the marching orders of the president and i've made this argument on the air i think joe biden should be impeached for his failures at the southern border i understand that that means that you will not get a conviction in the senate but i think it forces not only the the southern border but also everything surrounding hunter biden Uh, I think that Biden, there is ample evidence, particularly given the standard that was set when Donald Trump was president, that Joe Biden should be impeached. I don't understand why you go after a cabinet secretary in Mayorkas, who I think is incompetent, but all he's doing is executing the plan and directions of the president of the United States and the executive office administration. So there are three Republicans who chose not to vote in favor of this. One of them, Mike Gallagher, basically made the argument that I just made, and I think he's right, that Biden is ultimately the root cause here. The difference is you have to at some point, I think, even if you don't agree 100% with the party strategy, you can't derail things like the three Republicans who voted against this did. And it is a larger picture here, Buck, What this represents to me is what we told so many people when Kevin McCarthy was removed, that a lot of this is kabuki theater. When you only have a margin of a couple of votes, it's not like you have some ability to get tons of things done. This is the reality, and a lot of people out there want to buy into this idea that somebody has way more power than they actually do. Majorities give you power. 
But slim majorities give you virtually no power. And when all it takes is three Republicans to drop out and not support something, and you've got Steve Scalise, I think, Buck, who was getting cancer treatment and wasn't able to be there and vote, and maybe they're going to come back and manage to impeach by a bare minimum, but your power is constrained by the majority that you have, no matter who the leader is. We we told everybody our our sense of this when there was the fight over over the speaker uh, to oust McCarthy, and people got very riled up about this. Some of the the ringleaders, if you will, of the oust McCarthy effort have since at least been quoted uh, by sources as saying, "Yeah, it was really just about not liking McCarthy personally. It, there was no." grand legislative plan to it and to your point there couldn't be because look at how narrow the margins are unless you want somebody who's with with narrow margins you can either try to find third way or middle ground bills to pass with democrats which i don't think really exist and the base would would flip out about uh, or you can just not go along with what the democrats want those are really the only options so you're, you're not getting you don't have a sweeping mandate to do to do big things um, so look, this is the good news is we'll be talking to uh, the speaker about some of this a little later on. He could explain why this went down as this went down. It's not a big deal. I think that's also in the moment it can look like what buffoonery um, to not be able to impeach Mayorkas. People will forget about this relatively quickly. It's more to me just the recognition that the Republicans have a razor, razor thin majority need to win this fall at least. Uh, one, if not both houses of Congress, uh, it's going to be very tough, I think, in the House for them. It's going to be much more difficult than it is to see a one or two seat majority in the Senate. Um, and, and also impeaching Mayorkas. I mean, I say this. It's really an optics thing. It's a feel good move for the if it had been successful. I mean, if you're able to go all the way, it's not going to happen. But if you're able to go all the way and remove this guy, they just replace him with somebody else who's going to do Biden's bidding at the border regardless, right? I mean, that's the only real accountability in the executive branch comes at the top, everybody. That's, that's the truth. That's my thing. Like, there. look, I think Mayor Pete has been an awful transportation secretary. I think Kamala Harris is an awful vice president. Mayorkas has done an awful job at the border. What do all those people have in common? They serve at the pleasure of Joe Biden, who has been the worst president, I think, in any of our lives. So to me, when you feud... Like, you gotta go after the head of the snake. Um, and to me, Joe Biden is the head of the snake party right now, Democrat party. And so you make a choice to attack him. I think Joe Biden should be impeached. And to me, it dilutes things when you, again, he is the, he serves at the will, Mayorkas does, of the president. His job is to execute the president's vision. That is what it means to be a member of the cabinet. You aren't out there freelancing on your own. You all respond and serve at the beck and call of the president. So I think this is a misguided focus in general on Mayorkas because what it suggests, Buck, unfortunately, is if Joe Biden just decided to cut bait here and replace Mayorkas, Republicans have created an opening where Biden could blame Mayorkas and as part of 2024 say we have a new strategy, right? To me, that doesn't make sense. It's like a, the head coach wins or loses the game. When the head coach is trying uh, to, when you're focused on the coordinators or you're focused on somebody down the, the food chain, ultimately the problem is actually with the head coach. And so 
that is where I would, that's where I would focus. This is a Biden issue. As much as we may be upset with Mayorkas and his leadership, he's doing what Joe Biden wants. Well, and that's why the focus right. on him I mean, is misguided. To take your, your head coach analogy, if you just replace, you know, the assistant defensive coordinator or whatever, you're going to get the head coach operating through whomever he replaces him with, with the same strategy and the same decision making. That's the you issue. You need to general. change who has power to make the call. And I understand that can feel unsatisfying right now, but this, I mean, th- th- we went through, look, we went through this with Eric Holder. And it, everyone's like, oh, we got to impeach Eric Holder and remove him under the Obama administration. And yeah, was Eric, were there plenty of reasons to, uh, to think that Eric Holder was you know, undermining the rule of law in the Constitution? Sure. But Loretta Lynch took over, right, eventually. So yeah. you, you look at this, okay, you're going to, how much time are you going to spend? And I, I get it. Right now it's, yeah, we're going to hold people accountable. Really? Because removing any of these Democrats that are in good standing with the party, they're just going to go and do either private legal practice as a partner making millions of dollars. They're going to get a book deal. They'll be on MSNBC. Like, you're not actually punishing them, everybody. Yeah. That, that's the part of it that, I mean, I, I will tell you all the truth. They are not, oh, no, what happens? Even if you can fire some of these executive branch people, as happened under Trump. Remember with, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, not Comey, the other, with the little mini Comey. You know what I mean? The shorter one. The, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The FBI guy who was, you're all screaming his name. I'm forgetting it. But that's, you know, it's been so long since we did Russia collusion. Remember the guy who lost his pension because he got fired before yeah, the yeah, pension yeah. vested and all that? McCabe. There, thank, I mean, thank myself. I remember McCabe. They ended up, he got a book deal, he was on TV, he got his pension restored. I mean, they will take care of their little Marxist uh, henchmen. I mean, look at Fauci. Guy gets millions of dollars to write a book and he got everything wrong on COVID. They're going to take care of their people. So I'm I'm, I'm understanding that there's a, a case to be made here. Oh, but we want everyone to understand how bad they are at their job. Yeah, but don't ever, you know, don't ever let them pull a Hunter Biden. What's the single main strategy in the whole Hunter Biden fiasco? Okay, yeah, he's bad, he's bad, but it has nothing to do with Joe. And if you focus in on Mayorkas as the problem, it starts to turn into, oh, well, is he not, is he just not an effective administrator or is he not? No, the problem is Joe Biden or the problem is the Biden White House that is dictating the terms to Mayorkas and he's the one who's implementing them. So, you know, while we shouldn't have had a failed vote, fine. Let's not uh, get ahead of ourselves. And like I, like we were saying before, we're the people that were honest at the time. Cause I get it. There's, the, there's an emotional component to this. You know, you want to think, oh, we're going to finally do something here. We all want to do something, but replacing, uh, Kevin McCarthy with Johnson, who's like we've been saying, going to be on the show later on. It's not going to change the world, folks. It might be marginally better, or you might like him more. You might think he's more conservative. But the votes are the votes. The power structure is the power structure. The same thing can be said of Mayorka. So, you know, it's not like some huge loss here. It just looks foolish. It looks undisciplined. Anger is not a strategy. It's good life lesson in general. Anger is not a strategy. It's an emotion. Almost everything on social media is emotional. That's fine. Responding to emotion with more emotion typically doesn't lead to logic or great success. And I think a lot of people get fired up angrily and just want something to happen. And again, this is ultimately a numbers game. And we told you, the majority is tiny. All it takes is a couple of people to to flip. It took three here. Shouldn't happen. We'll talk with the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, 
in the next hour about all of this. In the meantime, when you switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk from Verizon, T-Mobile, or AT&T, you're switching to a company that sees the world the same way you do. They see the insanity going on in our country, and they're just as fed up as you are. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. That in and of itself is worth making the switch. The fact that they support programs like ours and encourage Americans to stay true to the nation, that's just a reinforcing reason. With unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. As a veteran-owned company, Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to join your fellow Americans. Make the switch today. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
with over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are joined now by Speaker Mike Johnson. Appreciate him joining us. Obviously, a lot of uh, reaction to come from what happened yesterday in the House, both with the Israel funding bill and also with the attempt to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. And so I think right off the top, uh, appreciate you joining us, Speaker. Um, what what exactly the, the three Republicans who flipped, you're counting your numbers. Was there anything that surprised you about the vote tally that went down yesterday in the House? Uh, there was on the Mayorkas vote. You know, look, last night was a setback. Dem- democracy is messy. We are dealing with literally, guys, the smallest majority in the history of the U.S. Congress. So I have a on any given day a one to two vote margin. So the uh, the head counting and the whip operation is absolutely essential. We 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 expected that we would win it by one last night because there's a, a Democrat who was out for surgery and had been out and uh, not been here for votes. Turned out they were hiding him in the back. Um, he had a hospital gown on, and they wheeled him in for that vote at the last minute. But temporary setback, it, 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 everyone needs not worry. We're going to take care of this responsibility. We have we have a duty to hold Mayorkas and the Biden administration accountable for all this, and those impeachment articles are going to pass. We'll, we'll, we'll do it next week. So what happened? You knew that you had three no votes in your caucus. As you mentioned, you don't have very much of a uh, of, of leeway here. And Democrats legitimately hid someone that you thought was in the hospital and wheeled him in on a hospital bed to try to embarrass Republicans and keep the Mayorkas impeachment from happening. That's your understanding of vote counting and what happened? Yeah, well, it, it, it quite literally did happen in real time. Uh, I, I wasn't 100 percent certain we'd have three hard no's. I was working on a couple of them, one in particular that I thought might actually uh, vote differently. But um, but, you know, he. He says he voted his conviction. That that's fine, uh, but then you know we 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 literally had a, a Democrat come in in a hospital gown, uh, you know, with no socks and, and vote. So you know, Congress is messy sometimes. Democracy is messy, but um, everybody need not be worried. We we got steady hands at the wheel. We're going to get the job done. But when you have the smallest majority in history, it's um it's not easy sledding any day. You know, it takes a lot a lot of hard work, but we're getting it done. Mr. Speaker, it's Buck. Thanks for being here with us on the show. The sure. Let's assume that uh, the plan here that you've laid out is what happens. And so next week there's a vote. Articles impeachment goes through. Mayorkas, uh, you know, lo- loses that vote. Then what? What What do you want to be the follow on to it? And, and what actions do you think will change as a result of this uh, accountability? Well, look, under the rules, we will send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate for a for a trial of, of that impeachment. Um, that's the, the, the constitutional legal process as it plays out here. And the Senate will have to evaluate the merits of that. Look, we, we, Mayorkas, uh, has not just been incompetent in his role. Um, he has been, uh, he has been very intentional, very deliberate. They, they, they deliberately opened the U.S. border. It, it was a series of actions that we've documented, by the way, 64 specific actions that President Biden took on his first day in the Oval Office by executive authority and then throughout and uh, through the agencies and through Mayorkas. They created this catastrophe. And and, and then he's come before Congress multiple times and, and just 
lied about it under oath. He did it to me, to my face, multiple times in the House Judiciary Committee. Um, there must be accountability for that. And extreme times call for extreme measures. There hasn't been a cabinet secretary impeached, as everyone now knows, since the late 1800s. But there has never been a cabinet secretary that so openly defied federal law and created such catastrophic results for the country than this individual. And so we have to do what must be done. And, Mr. Speaker, on the issue of a standalone funding bill to Israel uh, for $17 billion in, in aid to Israel, uh, what what is the argument against this? It seems to me... That for that tying this to the border or tying this to Ukraine is an absurdity meant to evade accountability for those who are in the Congress. And I feel like the American people in this election year should see which Democrats or Democrats and which Republicans vote for up or down aid to Israel after the October 7th attacks. I mean, what what's the latest on this? I tell you what, there's going to be a serious price to pay for that. Let's be clear about what happened last night. President Biden issued a veto threat over the very very funding that he himself requested. It was exactly what he asked for months ago, $14.3 billion. We did that, and then we added on top of it what was necessary, the, the additional amount to replenish our stockpiles. President Biden issued a veto threat over that. Chuck Schumer threatened the blockade in the Senate. And then last night, 166 House Democrats, led by Leader Jeffries, fell in line. They voted against a clean, standalone aid package to our ally Israel at, 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 its, at its most desperate time. I mean, Israel is fighting for its survival right now. They don't object to the bill's contents. They want to use it as a political pawn in a game they're playing. It's wrong for national security. It's, it's bad policy. It's bad politics. President Biden has a 37% approval rating right now in the latest poll. They're, they're following him right over the cliff, and it's madness. And I think the, the Jewish community throughout this country, uh, I, I think that they are just stunned that they've taken this action, and I think there's going to be a price to pay at the election. We're talking to Speaker Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Um, appreciate you joining us, Mr. Speaker. On on that front, border, I think you said, dead on arrival in conjunction with several other members of House leadership. Israel Israeli funding, you guys are trying to get that done. Ukraine funding. Why would there be one bill... Do you anticipate there being individual votes on each of these issues? And how does that work if Biden's saying he's going to veto standalone funding for Israel? Do you believe he's bluffing, or do you think that's true? He'd better be bluffing. I mean, the the, the fate of the Middle East rests upon his uh, doing the right thing there. And we are going to do the right thing. I don't have any control over what, what the president does, clearly. But I do have control over the House uh, performing its responsibility. To your point... I do think those are separate issues. I think they have to be evaluated on their own merit. And I've been very crystal clear on this all along the way since the day I got the gavel. I told them exactly where the House was on each of these issues and that we would have to do that uh, the, it separately. And, and so I, I told them that as recently as this morning. I mean, the Senate apparently now is going to drop their border fiasco, and they're going to try to lump all these things together and send it over in what they'll call a national security package where they have Israel and Ukraine and probably the Indo-Pacific funding all in one measure. And I told them, we're not going to do that in the House. They have to be evaluated separately. And, you know, we'll just have to send it back uh, in different pieces. But I, again, I can't control what the Senate does, but I can control this chamber. What are the most important priorities for you as Speaker between now and Election Day, sir? 
Well, look, the, the number one priority, we're all here to save this country. The House Republicans, I ran for office, and my colleagues did because we were desperately, uh, deeply concerned about the trajectory of the country. I have children. I'm, I'm worried about what they're going to inherit, right? All of us are. And so to do that, we know the reality is we have to maintain and grow the House majority. You know, so much of what evolves into public policy comes out of the House. It's critically important. Um, to do that, we'll, we'll be governing along the way between now and the election, and, and we'll be focusing on the menace of China and all of its various um, issues. We'll be focusing on, uh, focusing on energy policy, trying to reduce energy costs. We're going to continue to press against this radical regulatory regime, the, the White House having weaponized so many agencies of the federal government to work against working families and industries and businesses. Uh, we're going to be pressing uh, for, for our, our core principles along the way, and there's a lot to do here. We know that it'll all be blockaded, I'm sure, by Senate, uh, by Chuck Schumer in the Senate, but we're going to do our, our duty and we're going to show the contrast to the American people between the two parties and their not just their ideology but their action, and I think that's going to speak volumes to voters. Mr. Speaker, uh, there's also a simultaneous attempt to potentially impeach Joe Biden. And I think Mike Gallagher, uh, congressman, said, hey, the reason I'm voting against Mayorkas is ultimately I believe Biden should be responsible for the failure at the border. Do you anticipate also moving forward on potentially impeaching Joe Biden, that is the top of the Democrat government, uh, in the months ahead? Or to you, is Mayorkas the target now, not worrying about Biden? No, I think we have lots of worries here. I mean, this this, uh, this administration has been an abject failure in so many ways, and you've seen that we've handled impeachment with the weight that is incumbent upon us. I mean, next to the declaration of war, uh, you know, I often make the argument around here, impeachment is probably the heaviest power that is given to the House in the Constitution. We take it very seriously. It requires slow, deliberate action, very methodical inquiry and investigation, and that is what you've seen. We've been investigating the president himself through three different committees of jurisdiction, Judiciary, Oversight, Ways and Means. Our chairman and those committees have done exceptional work. They have followed the truth where it led, and that is what our system requires. And so we have a couple of dots left to connect. We have a couple of subpoenas, as you know. Um, James Biden himself and Hunter Biden will, will be finally be uh, submitting to deposition at the end of this month. And after that, I think that it'll all be wrapped up in a package, and we'll, we'll carefully evaluate that. And if it does indeed seem that impeachment is the proper course, we will take that course. We have no choice. We have to follow our oath to the Constitution, and that's what's required. Who do you like in the Super Bowl, by the way? I'll give you something <laughs> easy here. 49ers or Chiefs, which side are you taking? I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I can never pull for San Francisco. I'm sorry, guys. I just can't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I can understand that for sure. Thanks for being with us, Mr. Speaker. Appreciate your time. You got it. Great to talk with you. God bless. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll take some of your calls. We'll react to it when we come back. I just asked him about the Super Bowl because guess what? Prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash Clay right now. Buck, I'm giving everybody winners tomorrow. And if you think Clay Travis has no idea what he's talking about, which, by the way, my wife might agree with sometimes, you can take the opposite side. You can fade me. You can say Clay Travis is an imbecile. I'm going to take the exact opposite side. Maybe you're right. Maybe you'll win on that direction. Up to $100 given to you. All you have to do is sign up at prizepicks.com slash Clay. Makes the big game even more fun. 49ers, Chiefs, players, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy. Who's going to have the best numbers? Who's going to have the best stats? You can put a pick in and have a stake in that outcome and 
they'll give you up to $100 free to match what you deposit. Why not go ahead and sign up right now and be ready? PrizePicks.com slash Clay. That website one more time, PrizePicks.com slash Clay. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We go up to New uh, to Washington, D.C. right now to the Senate cloakroom where Senator Rand Paul, uh, as the... Uh, Fury and chaos continues to descend on the United States Capitol surrounding the border and more. Senator Rand Paul is there with us. And Senator Paul, I know you're also tracking all the lies spread by Dr. Fauci and others uh, during the course of COVID. And I appreciate you giving us some time here. I wanted to ask you just right out of the top, because I think the last time I saw you was New York City when you had your new book out, which I would encourage everybody to go check out, uh, dealing with all the lies that we were told during COVID. Buck and I have discussed this a bunch. Your home state's a great example. Nobody paid a price for being wrong on COVID. Uh, and even in the state of Kentucky, which is a red state, Andy Bashir, who was wrong on virtually everything, got reelected. As someone who was right on almost everything COVID, and thank you for being right, how much does it disappoint you that almost no political figures paid a price at all for being wrong on virtually everything that mattered when it came to COVID. Yeah, and you have to realize that not only was he wrong from a public opinion point of view, our governor put on mandate after mandate that was struck down by the court. The federal courts found unconstitutional his ban on travel, his ban on church, you name it. He had half a dozen edicts found unconstitutional, and you're right, he didn't pay a penalty. But I think what it shows you, at least in our race, it was about uh, pork barrel politics. He passed out a lot of money. We had two terrible disasters, and the face of the relief was the governor. And I think this is a real mistake that politicians go around with our money and act like it came from them. It didn't come from our governor. It came from the people. And I don't begrudge the fact that we get involved with emergencies. But the governor became the face of the money, and it was as if it was his money he was bringing to the community. And I think that's how he won election. But you're right, he didn't pay much of a penalty for, you know, sending basically state agents, state police agents to a church to take down license plates. Uh, I, I find that grotesque, a grotesque violation of religious freedom, uh, banning travel, a grotesque violation of freedom. And court struck him down, and you're right, he didn't pay a political penalty, which is disappointing. It's disappointing not only in Kentucky, but everywhere. I mean, basically every awful draconian dictator, governor, and or senator or representative got reelected. You are continuing to hold Dr. Fauci's feet to the fire. Um, and scarily, gain-of-function research, which you have been very foremost in uh, in opposing, is continuing to get accelerated, and even more deadly viruses are continuing to be created. How worried are you that as bad as COVID was that we have created a world where far more dangerous uh, viruses are being created. And based on the evidence supporting that COVID got out of a Chinese lab, how worried should we all be that the next virus that escapes is going to be far more deadly? Extremely worried. We have evidence, indirect evidence, that the Chinese are experimenting with Nipah virus and with Ebola virus, both of which have about a 50% mortality but it's even worse than you think. If you take a virus that has 50% mortality like Ebola, it spreads like AIDS through bodily fluids, so it's not easy to catch Ebola. If you mutate it and try to make it aerosolized, can you imagine if Ebola spread like COVID did? 
with a 50% mortality. We're talking about the destruction of civilization. We're talking about going to a stone age where people are fighting for every scrap of food. There's no potable water, and civilization would completely break down with a 50% mortality. That's what we're talking about, and yet we don't have significant controls on that research, not only in China, which we have limits to what we can do to China, but we, have, we don't have sufficient controls on those experiments happening here. And the argument you'll hear from U.S. researchers are, well, the Chinese are doing it. We need to do it. If we don't do it, the Chinese are going to do it. And we need to do this to counteract it. And the arguments aren't valid because experimenting with making Ebola or any of these dangerous viruses more potent is not is uh, the the knowledge that you gain from it isn't worth the risk. And this is the fundamental disagreement I had with Fauci. He said explicitly that the knowledge gained from these gain-of-function dangerous research, he said that the knowledge gained was worth the risk, even if a pandemic occurred. And I think the millions of people who had loved ones that they lost, I think, would disagree with Anthony Fauci. And yet he was given a Medal of Freedom honor as he left, you know. Uh, Senator Rand Paul with us now. There's a lot of things going on. When you hear Joe Biden claim that he bears no responsibility for what's going on at the border, and in fact Republicans are to blame, as he said earlier this week, how do you react? Well, the facts are the opposite. You know, he uh, got rid of, he abdicated from 94 executive orders that Trump had put in place to control the border. Trump had control of the border, objective control of the border. Uh, Biden voluntarily got rid of all of those orders, and the border's a mess. He also went to the Supreme Court just two weeks ago to get permission to cut down the borders that Texas is erecting. Texas is putting up uh, razor wire and cargo uh, containers as a makeshift wall, and they appear to be stopping the influx. And he went to the Supreme Court to take it down. So it's laughable for Biden to say, oh, I just need more power from Congress. He has the same power as Donald Trump had. And Donald Trump closed the border. So it's a, it's a fallacious argument, and it should be laughed out of uh, public view. But the goings-on in the Senate and the Senate Republican leadership have allowed this to happen because they put forward a, a border bill that isn't any good, wouldn't fix the border. And now that we've all – almost all, every Republican now is going to come out today and vote. Right now we're voting on the floor, vote against this. Now the Democrats are all saying, oh, we gave them a border bill. It's perfect, and they're all leaving it. It was never perfect. It's worse than the existing law, and the existing law actually Donald Trump used to close the border. So this fake border bill has always been a pretense for getting more money to Ukraine. Mitch McConnell's sole desire is to fund Ukraine. That's all he wants to do. It's all he cares about. He'll do it at the expense of an elaborate ruse over the border, which turned out to be fake reform, and no conservative will end up voting for it. Senator Rand Paul uh, with us now, everybody. And, Senator, on the issue of, of the funding and, and where it stands within the, within the, uh, the Congress right now, um, you know, with the, with the supplemental drama going on, what can you tell us about where that, where that goes, what you think is going to happen here with Ukraine funding, with the supplemental funding for Israel, with the border funding, all of it? There's going to be a key, uh, series of key votes, and they're happening right now. The first vote is over whether or not to get on to the bill with Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel, and then also with the fake border bill that doesn't fix the border that makes it worse. Almost every Republican is going to vote no, and they won't have enough votes to get on that bill. When that fails, Schumer is immediately going to put forward a bill minus the border uh, provisions. 
And my proposal, and I spoke at length at lunch today, was that we shouldn't give up on the border and that what she, we should do is counter that we're already in emergency. One of the main problems of the border bill is it says you have to get 5,000 people a day to get to an emergency. I think the emergency is we just had 700,000 people come across illegally in the last two months. The emergency exists, and we shouldn't have a trigger. The trigger should be zero. The trigger should be one person coming in illegally. So I think we should counter to the Democrats with a real border bill. There's an H.R. 2 in the House, which goes a long way towards this. There are real provisions that we could put in place. But instead, our leadership, Republican leadership, is going to go along with Schumer. And here's my suspicion. All the Democrats and then about 10 of the big government Republicans led by our Republican leadership is going to vote to get on the next bill because they are so concerned with sending your money to Ukraine. And people need to realize it's all borrowed. We don't have any extra money. There is no rainy day fund. There's no money sitting around. The money they want to send to Ukraine, for good or bad, is all borrowed. We can't afford to even pay for the stuff stamp, Social Security. That consumes almost all of the tax revenue. Everything else is borrowed, a trillion and a half each year. And so this just it just isn't fiscally conservative to send money to other countries unless you take it from somewhere else in the budget and they're unwilling to pay for it. Senator Paul, what do you think about the, I think it's $17 billion that is supposed to go to Israel? Uh, people are asking, um, I, I've heard it, you know, more lately than I have in other, other times where this issue has come up. Why are we sending so much money to a country that is a wealthy country? I think the argument has some validity to it. Their per capita income rivals the United States. They're a country that actually hasn't asked for more aid. We give them two to three billion dollars a year every year. I will say, though, that even I compromised because they've been a good ally and said, even though I think we do have to worry about the dollars, I said, I'll vote for it. And I did support it paid for. Take away the IRS, all that extra money they threw at the IRS, billions of dollars. And that's what Johnson did from the outset. When he became speaker, he put forward Israel aid paid for. We brought it over here and we pushed it forward and forced a vote. All Democrats voted against it because they despise so much of being paid for. And uh, paying for it, is a, it makes it, to me, at least more acceptable. But I won't vote for it unpaid for, even for Israel. Um, look, I think we're a great ally. I've visited Israel. Good people. We have a lot of kinship. And uh, But at the same time, we have to be concerned about our country and our debt. So it has to be paid for. And so this bill to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan will be unpaid for. When it comes to these uh, these different funding issues, what do you think is the best realistic outcome from your perspective, given where we are with all the supplementals and the wrangling around it? I think the main thing is not to capitulate on the border. This first vote, we're sticking together and saying the border bill's inadequate, doesn't shut down the border, and it won't do anything other than give political cover for Biden. That we're sticking together on. But for the Republicans, and this is what I said at lunch, for the Republicans who are going to go along with Chuck Schumer and Biden on the second vote, it's actually going to be an identical vote. If you look at the vote, we're going to vote on a shell to get on a bill. It's not really a bill. So we voted against the shell because they were going to put the border and the Ukraine money together. We didn't like the border bill. It was inadequate. They're going to vote about 30 minutes later on the exact same bill, but then they're going to say, oh, no, we're going to put a replacement on a clean bill with just Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan money. But uh, the best outcome is don't give up on the border fight. We still should be, and we should talk about endlessly about Biden has gotten rid of all of the provisions that Trump used to control the border, and that the law is the same. How come Trump could control the border and Biden can? What power does he need? And if we were to give new powers, they have to be powers that acknowledge the emergency already exists. 
it shouldn't be that you wait for 1.8 million more people to come in before you say, oh, well, if we had more than 5,000 a day, then we're at an emergency. One illegal is an emergency. And the bill was worse than that. It said when you got to 5,000 a day, we'd stop the illegal border crossings, but we'd still allow migrants to come through the ports of entry. So there'd be no limit. Another All 5,000 more could come through the port of entry instead of illegal. All it does is pushes them from the illegal entry to the legal entry, but still doesn't mean we should accept or can take, you know, a couple million migrants every year. Senator Rand Paul, everybody. Senator, appreciate your time, sir. Come back soon. Thanks, guys. You know, uh, Clay had to uh, head out. Apparently, there is a football game going on this weekend, everyone. So that's a thing that's happening. Um, so he's uh, hopping on, on a plane. So I got the rest of the hour solo. We want to take your calls, 800-282-2882. You know, the IRS has already started accepting tax returns from 2023. Last Monday was the first official day for people anticipating a refund check. I mean, the sooner the better, right? You want to get that money that they took from you that you deserve. But this is also a time for cyber hackers to steal that refund check, and it's so easy. What they do is they beat you to filing your own tax return. They file a bogus one in your name using information that they've stolen or somehow gotten their hands on via the dark web. They file the bogus return. They redirect the refund check to their dummy post office box, and you're left to sort it all out with the IRS. But there's something you can do to protect yourself. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. This is yet another example. Protecting yourself starts with signing up with LifeLock, the leaders in online identity theft protection. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, and when they see them online, they're in touch with you quickly. You decide if you need their help, and if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Join now, save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as your promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use promo code Buck for 25% off. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. 
Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Start voting with our wallets. By supporting brands and companies that share your values, you're sending a message. It's like buying a team jersey, and we're on Team Sanity. Our sponsors are, too. So before we get behind the candidates, let's get behind the people, our people. Every day, men and women who have started businesses across the country, people just like you and me. Support a Clay and Buck sponsor and let your voice be heard. The more of us that support them, the louder our collective voice becomes. Welcome back. Our friend Molly Hemingway, who's a brilliant conservative writer and uh, and pundit, uh, she is, is up on Capitol Hill today testifying about election integrity, election um security flaws, challenges. Uh, I wanted you to hear some of her testimony because she was on fire today. Play it team. The American system of self-governance is under attack. Instead of an election day where everyone votes at the same time and with the same full set of information, votes are counted quickly and everyone promptly knows and trusts the outcome, we now have lengthy election seasons that can last months prior to and even after election day. The situation is so absurd that we have presidential and gubernatorial debates weeks after some people have already voted. I look forward to answering questions about how the private oligarch takeover of elections is a threat to our system of self-government. I mean, she goes on, Clay. She was making phenomenal points. You know, she wrote a, a very good book on this rig yes. uh, about the 2020 election and what really went on there, um, heavily researched and footnoted and, and fact-checked. And... People ask us this. Has this stuff all been fixed? Not all. Maybe some. She's super smart, and you may remember, Buck, that one of the last times we saw her face-to-face, her mom is a big fan of the program, lives in Colorado, and may well be listening right now. So I would imagine, as a dad who just managed to finish 200 miles of car training, it's always great to hear your kids praised. So thank you to Molly Hemingway's mom for raising such a talented daughter. And also, 
if she is listening right now. Thank you to Molly Hemingway's mom for having such great taste in radio. Uh, we appreciate you listening every single day and enjoying the program. Um, and uh, that book, Rigged, is a phenomenal book. If you want to understand better exactly what went on in 2020, get outside of just the big headlines and get into the nitty-gritty, she wrote a really good book. And she also did, Buck, a fabulous book on the Kavanaugh hearings. Yes. Which Justice was so on trial. detailed. Yes. So well done there, too. That was fantastically well done. You know, American intelligence, uh, I'm sorry, artificial intelligence here in America is fueling the tech industry and AI is integrated into more consumer applications, software sales and related technologies than ever. Tech expert Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new period where you could make serious money if you know where to go and what to invest in. Colin has been watching these tech markets for a long time now. When the market hit rock bottom in November 2022, Colin recommended shares of a top software company, saying there was a lot of upside to their stock. This same top software company is up over 200% since then. And anyone who listened to Colin had a chance to more than double their money in less than a year. Now he's recommending a new AI company that he says could do even better. And he's found a way for you to profit from this AI project right from your own brokerage account. Go to newaiproject.com. That's newaiproject.com to hear Colin's next big pick, which could make you big bucks. Newaiproject.com, paid for by Brownstone Research. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. 